Welcome to Actuality Talk. I'm Doc Mel. Thanks for joining us today. We have a good show lined up for you today. And I'm going to tell you the topic of our show is domestic violence. And we have a guest here in the studio, Sanjet White. And she is going to share her incredible story um, as it relates to domestic violence. But we just want to have a girlfriend talk about what some people are really going through behind closed doors within those four walls. And I just want to share some information um, with our listeners about domestic violence. I looked on the website for the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence and the statistics, Sanjet, Miss Sanjet, I'm going to call you Miss Sanjet, they were alarming. Yeah. They were alarming. And um, it just it shocked me to know that these are the kind of numbers that we have in the United States. So first, I want our listeners to be very clear on the definition of domestic violence so that they understand there are different types. And so to make it very plain... According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, it is the willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behavior as part of a systematic pattern of power and control perpetrated by one's intimate partner against another. This includes physical violence, sexual violence, threats, mental, emotional, and psychological abuse. And the frequency and severity varies there's some that may have isolated incidents of abuse and others it could be every damn day i'm just gonna make it plain it's according to the individual so miss sanjet first of all introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit about yourself good morning or afternoon rather um my name is Sanjay White. Um, I am 44 years old. Um, I have been married for six years um, to um, Anthony White, um, but we have we had been together for 18 years. 18 years. Now you know that's longer than some marriages last. Yes. That's a long time. A long time. Now was there a significant or was there an age difference between you all? Yes. Now yes. I, and I think that is relevant because if we go back 18 years and you're how old? You I'm know, 44. you you were you I were was. like a tenderoni. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And how old was he? What is the age difference? There's a 13 year age difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the topic is um, domestic violence um, and abuse. And 
just so our listeners know, I'm going to let you share exactly the incident that happened that has created really a wave in the community against this. And and we, we know we support Jet is Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk more about that so people can give to that organization. I'm sure you want to do something in memory of your baby. Yes. And that's what the listeners don't know. So I want you to walk us through what has happened. Okay. Um, okay. So this was um, August the 10th. This was actually seven days after my baby girl's 21st birthday. Um, One of my husband's nieces came down to visit for, um, she was just taking a break. She's 24 years old. And um, she had told my husband that she was leaving our house because my daughter didn't speak to her. So something as simple as that, like some kids, you know, they're, they're 24 mm-hmm. and 21, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, she told him that that's why she was leaving. But when, when she spoke to me that morning, she said she was leaving because she needed to go spend some time with her grandmother. She was mm-hmm. visiting here from Virginia. And, um, so needless to say, he called me that afternoon once I had gotten up because I work night I was working nights and um he was you know upset what's going on with Kia and Brittany you know she's telling me that she's leaving because she doesn't feel comfortable there and and I'm like what what are you talking about you know I said let me talk to Kia and I'll call you back so when I spoke with my baby she was like um She's like, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. She said, me and Brittany were talking before she left. She said she did tell me that she spoke to me while I was on my way to the restroom and I didn't say anything. But she came in my room and she was like, hey, Kia, I spoke to you. You didn't say anything. And so Kia was like, oh, I didn't hear you. You know, I'm not a morning person, but, you know, sorry. You know, what's up? You know, and so they chatted about some other stuff. And then, you know, Brittany left. So needless to say, I told my baby, I said, okay, well, you know, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. You know, I'll handle it. So I called him back and I told him what happened and I spoke with Brittany and she said the very same thing that Kia did. And I said, well, why would you tell your uncle that we made you feel uncomfortable? So you left. And so long story short, she, that was, that was the argument. Mm-hmm. So do you think she really did actually tell him that yes. or maybe, okay. Yes, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. did. She did. And um, so he came home and he was still talking about it, but he didn't say anything to me. He went upstairs and said something to Kia about it. You know, after I, you know, I thought it was squashed and gone because I had spoken to Brittany and to Kia. And -hmm. then I went back and told him what happened. And, you know, I was like, it was, you know, she made it up. That's not why she left. You know, it's, I don't know why she called you with that, but Hey, you know, it's kid stuff and it's, it's, I thought it was over. But anyway, he went upstairs and he questioned Kia about it. And of course, you know, at this point, you know, she's upset because she's like, you're calling me about me. You're, you're accusing me of something that's not true. Like I didn't even, I didn't even Mm -hmm. do anything. And Mm -hmm. it's something so small. Why are you constantly bringing that up? You know, she said, I already talked to mom about it and, you know, 
It's like he wouldn't let that wouldn't go, go. Miss Sanjay. He wouldn't. Is let that it go. in his character? He just didn't let things go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially dealing with his family when it was dealing with his family, whether it was his daughters or his grandkids. You know, he he just he. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So needless to say, kid, he comes running downstairs, and kid comes down behind him, and. He comes running outside to get me and because I was I was actually I had my grandson that day and he was outside playing with the neighbors across the street. So I was sitting in the garage just kind of watching him play and he comes running out the garage, opening the door and he's like, you better come get her this disrespectful. She's being disrespectful and I'm not going to tolerate no disrespectful child in my house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, so. I come in the house and kids coming down the stairs and she's like, mama, he's accusing me of, of, of uh, being rude to Brittany and, and I ain't say nothing to her. And he called me out of my name. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, he called me out of my name. He called mm. me the B word. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I turned to him and he's like, I didn't say that to her. And if I did, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to say that, but I didn't say that. And so at this time, kids on the steps and she's, Yes, you did. You called me out of my name. And he's like, well, I don't care because no disrespectful child is going to be in my house. And, and she's got to go. And But mind you, he should be de-escalating the situation. The situation. He's the adult adult, Correct. the grandfather, right? The father. The father. Mm-hmm. So he should be de-escalating the situation. Correct? Correct. That's what, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what I was trying to do, which I thought he was on the same page with me but obviously you know Mm -hmm. like I said he just he just didn't want to let it go he just wanted to you know Mm -hmm. to cause a big stink about it and so at this point I'm like well no that's not gonna happen you know if if she's gonna leave I'm gonna leave I said so but yet we'll both be gone by the end of the month and what did you say I forgot that. that I said that to him I had completely forgot that I said that. That you were going to leave. That I was going to leave. Completely forgot. And so? So when my sister called me to say, because he texted her and he was like, because by this time my daughter had called my little niece because they've been together since birth. They're like a month and something apart. So they're really, really close. So she called my little niece and told her to come over and, you know, come get her because normally she would come and get her and they take a ride. And by the time she gets back, you know, it's whatever is is resolved or whatever. And um, but this particular day, they didn't leave. I guess it was because my grandsons was there. And so they were just Mm -hmm. outside playing with him or whatever. And um, kid was so upset that he had called her the B word. She ended up calling her dad. Um, I don't know why this particular day he decided to come to our home because he had never come before when she called him. But this particular day he came when she called him. And um, I remember um, I was on the phone with my sister and she said, hey, is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, we just, you know, we, we had an argument, but everything's fine. Why? What's going on? And she said, well, 
Anthony just texted me and said that if I didn't want anything to happen to Damani, that I needed to tell her to come home. So I'm like, what? I'm like, girl, Damani don't have to leave. She's fine. Hunt kill outside anyway. I said, he, he, we had an argument. He's, he's mad. I said, he's okay. Cause I, as I'm talking to her, I'm peeking in our bedroom and he's laying across the bed like he normally would do after an argument. He would go in in one room. I would go in another. Mm-hmm. He would be in there calming down. I would calm down. And then either later on that night or either the next day, you know, we would talk about it and it'll be over. But um, so I, I'm looking in the room and he's laying across the bed. So I'm telling my sister, I'm like. He he, fine, you know. I said, child, he in there laying down, calming down. I'm, it'll be everything's okay. And so she was like, "Are you sure? Do I need to come get you?" And I'm like, "Girl, no, I'm not scared of Anthony. You know, it's fine because he's never put his hands on me. Like he's been controlling, you know, and try to control where I go, who I go with, who I talk to, and." in Mm -hmm, that manner mm -hmm. but never had he been like physical Mm -hmm. so i um i tell my sister i'm i'm not scared of him you know it's okay he's in there calming down and you know and so as i'm on the phone with her my daughter comes back in and she like peeks her head in the room and she says anthony my dad's outside he wants to talk to you and so Kill walks back outside and he says, you're dead. You're dead. You know, because for her 21 years, he's been that to her. You know, like she's always said, you know, like he does more than her dad does. And so mm-hmm. he's so she said that and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, so that triggered something, mm-hmm. obviously. So mm-hmm. she walks, she goes back outside and the. You know, the tone that he said, you're dead. You know, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm going to hear this all night. That's what I'm thinking. You know, he's going to be fussing about this all night. So as he's in there, his brother is constantly calling him on the phone. And because Kia and my niece were outside and they were they take they called her at first and said, hey, Brittany, you didn't start a lot of commotion over here. You need to come here and and clear this up Mm -hmm. you know you didn't started some major argument over here for nothing you know Mm -hmm. and so she proceeds to tell my daughter you know b i'm not coming over there um so what he don't like you anyway and you keep messing with me you're gonna be six feet under and she actually texts her this as well and um so by this time He's, he's he's talking to his brother and I hear him saying, no, it's too late. It's already going to be some stuff. You know, so I'm thinking, oh, my God, this means we're, you know, it's going to be an argument all night long. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to my sister and um, she's just like, are you sure you're OK? You know, all this. And so as I'm talking to her, I can see him walking by, you know, he's like walking by, getting ready to like go. Mm-hmm. out the garage to go see I'm thinking to go talk to Keith mind you he's worked with this guy for like four years straight like they worked side by side so 
and y'all grew up in the same housing projects together. So you're not intimidated by him. You're not afraid of him. You know, he's not a controversial type of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you know Mm -hmm. that, you know, he's going to communicate with you before he even tries to do anything, you Mm -hmm. know, so you know this about Mm -hmm. him. And um, so as he's walking by, he stops and I, I see him walking by, then he stopped, and then I just feel something in my arm, and I'm like, oh, my God. I tell my sister, I said, oh, my God, he just freaking shot me. He just shot me. And as I'm looking up, he's just steady shooting, just steady shooting at me. And I tell my sister, I said, as I'm trying to run, I'm like, oh, my God, he's trying to kill me. And I just fall to the ground because he's already shot my both of my legs. So I, I fall on the ground. And I'm just laying there and my left arm is like barely hanging on. And I'm like trying to scoot and move and and I can't get anywhere. And I'm on the phone with her. Mind you, I had a fully charged phone. I had just taken it off the charger when she called me like a fully charged phone. And she's screaming at me, call 911. And I'm like, I can't. I have one hand. Like, what am I going to? And as I hit the ground my phone just goes my I'm on carpet I'm on a, a rug and I hit the ground and I could hear her and then my phone just go blank so now I'm just laying there in silence like okay do I pretend that I'm dead do I I can't move like what what do I do and I don't hear her anymore and so I hear my daughter running back in and I hear her run to the back door and I'm like, yes, baby, please go out the back door. Please go out the back door. But she doesn't. She doesn't go out the back door. She comes back. She, she runs back. She runs back through the house at this point. He's chasing her. Mind you, my grandson and my niece see this. See him chasing her shooting so I guess he ran out of bullets so he goes in the bedroom and my daughter's running back and she's I don't know for the life of me why she stopped but she stops and as he's coming out the bedroom she's begging and pleading with him Mm -hmm. she's like Anthony please don't shoot me Please don't shoot me. Mm -hmm. I want to have kids one day, please. Mm -hmm. And he tells my baby, you started this. And he shoots her anyway. Mm -hmm. And as we're laying there, both of us, laying there, He proceeds to call one of his co-workers and tells him that he just killed me and my daughter. He said, I just killed my wife and her daughter. And I, um, you know, I can't go to jail. I love you. I can't go to jail. So I just called to tell you I love you. And then he calls his supervisor 
and he tells him the same thing. And then he calls someone else. I don't know who the third person was, but he calls someone else. And, and God was just protecting you. God protected me. Yeah. Because he thought you were gone. He thought I was gone. And as I was laying there, I was saying to myself, this was before my daughter was shot. I was saying, Lord, if you're going to take me, just take me. Or at least let me pass out. This pain is unbearable. I mean, I'm laying there and I'm in so much pain. Mm. And I'm like, please, I'm begging and pleading with God to just take me or, or just let me pass out. Mm-hmm. Because it's just. But I know now that he didn't because he needed me to hear. You needed to hear it. I needed to hear mm-hmm. what he did to my baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I can honestly say I don't even know for sure had he not done that to my baby. If I would have not, I I probably would have forgiven him for what he did to me. Sanjay. I can honestly tell you that. I don't even... I honestly think that I probably would have mm-hmm. forgiven him mm-hmm. for what he did to me. And, and that's that's why we are sharing your story, because what you're saying is so deep. And there are women right now that are in situations where they are constantly forgiving. Yes. Let me repeat that. And and Miss Kiva's joined us. Miss Kiva Horry, she's joined us for this conversation because we just want to have a girlfriend talk about domestic violence. And you landed the plane with I probably would have forgive this man. Yeah. And a lot of women are staying in situations, forgiving a person that is clearly abusing them. Um, and the end result could be, it could be, and I looked at these statistics, it could be death. According to this, mm-hmm. in the United States, 20 people experience Intimate partner physical violence every minute of the day. So this equates to over 10 million victims a year. And how many of them are forgiven them? It's not one incident and I'm out of here. Sometimes it takes multiple, 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 multiple incidents before they decide to leave. And like you said, it wasn't physical with you. There were some controlling aspects that you picked up on. Clearly, you wouldn't have thought it was going to go from that to something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you for sharing your story. And I know, Kiva, she was on Fox 26. She shared what had happened. And you were telling me people inboxed you and contacted you. Share with us some of the discussions that you've had with people that are going through similar things. 
Um, I, there's one particular um, young lady in, in particular that I would like to talk about. Um, she inboxed me and she said, you know, Miss Sunjet, thank you for your story. She said, I've been, she said, we don't recognize when it's mental abuse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't recognize it right off the bat, but we know something's not right. But we, a lot of times, confuse it with love. Mm -hmm. This man loves me this much. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and she, um, she has two small kids. So she, she got out. You know, she recognized it. And she got out. But she fell into financial. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times. People stay. Kiva, they. Back. That financial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, and when you got small kids. Mm -hmm. And trying to survive, and that you don't have that financial support, support. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's hard. And so she was. She told me. She said, I, I, "I've been contemplating going back." And I said, "Baby, please call me." And please she call. Did. Mm -hmm. She did. Ooh. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story. I cannot imagine the not just physical pain mm -hmm. but the proverbial bleeding inside uh, I too have lost a child but to to have it happen so tragically uh, by someone you loved and trusted mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and looked to to guide you and and your daughter as a family I, I cannot cannot imagine uh, so my hats off to you um, and thank God for your healing and for your testimony uh, that you're sharing and, and helping people, women who aren't strong enough or who haven't been strong enough and who need to pull strength from your story. I do have a question, though. How much do you feel that, and this is no way your story, but I, just in general, how much do you feel a lack of self-esteem uh, is a factor for for women because uh, we're known as quote unquote the weaker vessel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Does is that a contributing factor? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. From the start, or does it develop over time? Over time, because you can come in like I mean anybody that knows me, they can tell you that I've always been. I had I had my I had my first daughter when I was seventeen years old. Mm -hmm. I got my own place. I took care of my my baby sister. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always been a go getter, a strong, strong minded, strong willed woman. Mm -hmm. Always. But when I got with this man, it was like, okay, this is an older man. Mm -hmm. He's established. Mm -hmm. You know, and he just kind of over the years just kind of just kind of broke me down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and it was, you know, he would tear me down, but then he would 
lavish me with all try to reward you it's a cycle it's a cycle Mm -hmm. and they groom we were talking Mm -hmm. about this Mm -hmm. before the show Mm -hmm. started they are masterminds at grooming their victims Mm -hmm. and they're manipulative Mm -hmm. and so there's a grooming process in ritual that they use and I think they use it with every woman they get with I don't think they switch up I'm talking about the man who has the propensity Mm -hmm. to be abusive towards a woman period let me be clear about Mm -hmm. that for men who have that propensity I believe they are highly intuitive in finding their victims they have a sense of grooming them having them feel comfortable Um, everything is lovely at first you think you found your prince he's your king that trust Mm -hmm. he's building that trust Mm -hmm. and then so for those that are listening we're giving you some tidbits on things to look for in situations so it starts off lovely and then they'll start to isolate you I think the first thing if you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you're questioning whether it's a possibility that maybe you're dealing with someone who may be narcissistic or manipulative or This could turn into more abuse. It starts off with a level of control. And then they want to control who you talk to. Then they want to control who you can be around. And next thing you know, you're isolating yourself from people you used to hang out with and have a great time with. They start to tell you bad things about the people you like to try to plant seeds in your head to manipulate you and make you believe things that are not true. And in psychology, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting, quote unquote, that goes on. And then the other thing you need to pay attention to, and I want you all to chime in, but it's the social scientist. I've got my hat on and I've got this information (laughs) that I want to share. The other thing that they try to do is they try to plant seeds in your friends and relatives' minds about the person you really don't know. Mm -hmm. So they plant seeds in their mind about you. Mm -hmm. Now your friends and relatives have never noticed that you have a a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. You know, your friends and relatives have never noticed that you're crazy, uh, that you're psycho. Um, But they plant these seeds. Oh, well, you just don't know what I have to deal with at home. Or you just don't know her mouth. Mm -hmm. Or you just don't know if 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 you this is sounding familiar mm-hmm. these are what we call red flags ladies wouldn't you agree i definitely Absolutely. would say so Absolutely. another thing that they do is well i must say for my situation um because not only was he um the master manipulator he was also like my abuse was like financial abuse as well. Mm-hmm. That is an abuse, ladies. Mm-hmm. That financial Absolutely. abuse is definitely yes, an abuse. Mm-hmm. These, with mine, he would, I would get a job and then he would find something wrong with it. And of course, you know, you have bad days at work. Mm-hmm. And so he would turn them into this big situation. That is bigger than what it really was. You was just having a bad day. So you come home and you vent to your significant other, but he would make it into something that was really big. Well, you just need to quit. 
Mm. You know, I can take care of us. We're mm. good. I mean, you you work in that job because you want to. You letting them stress you out for nothing. Mm. You gonna kill yourself mm. working mm. that job. Stripping, so, stripping mm. that 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 Indep- that independence, independence right. away from you. Mm-hmm. So you do. Mm-hmm. You fall for it and you quit. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and. Tell you your family friends, oh, she don't want to contribute to nothing. She don't want to work. That's, see, that's, that's what y'all don't know about it. Yeah, she don't want to work. She just want to, you know. And and there you are, like, wow. No, not but, not the one, not the Sanjay that raised a child at 17, had her own place, helped with her baby. So that's the one you're saying doesn't want to work? Yes. Those are the kind of red flags mm-hmm. you, you've got to be looking for. Looking for. And, then, and then they try to have excuses, the, the, the abuser, for their behavior. Well, mm-hmm. if you hadn't provoked me, mm-hmm. well, it's mm-hmm. what you said or what you did. Well, we understand that you don't have the right to put your hands on another individual. I'm going to repeat that. In the law, that's assault. Parents can't even hit their children. That is against the law. Technically, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So so why don't people understand that no matter what the situation is, there is never, and I don't have a problem repeating that, never a justification to put your hands on another person. And that's just physical abuse. But my God, ladies, how many of us are dealing with emotional, right. mental, mental, that psychological, mental, don't go away, abuse. That physical abuse, you can, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's fate. Mm-hmm. But that mental, mm-hmm. that emotional, that that does, not, yeah. that does not go away. Mm-hmm. That does not. And I would think more ladies were probably dealing with that more so oh, than absolutely. the physical. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a question. How would you, well, have you re- been in therapy and are you and constantly working? Okay. Yes, okay. I just, just to sit here and look at you, you would one would never know. And I am just blown away at truly the mm-hmm. you know people walk around saying they don't believe in God. I I don't understand how not. I don't either. I don't <laughs> and you were shot how many times? Twelve. I, I, I don't know if we even got that out of the story, but she was shot twelve times. She's still in the recovery phase. Yeah. I mean, she's now walking. Praise God for that. Um, but and, I, and it's funny that you should bring that up because some of the information that I got from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence is shared that the people that suffer from it, you can't look at them and tell right. like, you know, you would never know. It doesn't matter your 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 age. It doesn't matter your occupation. Right. It doesn't matter whether you have J.D., Ph.D. or no degree behind right. your name. Right. There are people from all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds, women married to ministers mm-hmm. of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes. That are dealing with domestic violence, police. Oh, police officers. That's a in 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 uh, Scott Peterson. I know that's a case from way back in the day. Um, and then there's 
a pattern with him. We're talking about those patterns. Remember, he was abusive with the previous wife that died, that they couldn't connect uh, the relationship there. So it's a pattern. It's a pattern. Ladies, what, what can we tell other women um, to look for? To look for in their significant other or mate? So how about when you're choosing a mate? Let's not say you're already with someone and then you find out you're in a domestic situation. What are the traits we need to look for so that we don't find ourselves in those kinds of situations well, after the fact? That's the key right there in itself. You said, what do we, when we're looking for, we don't supposed to look. We supposed to let mm. God bring them Preach. to us. <laughs> and when we don't do that, we find ourselves in right. situations like, like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's the first thing I would say. Definitely let um, let him come find you. Mm-hmm. And and another thing I would say when they say I'm gonna take care of you, run. <laughs> Repeat that, Miss Sonjet. <laughs> run when they're talking about they sitting say, you up. I'm gonna care take of you. care of you. I want you aren't gonna have to want for nothing. I'm gonna love you until death. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Let it go. Let it go. Because I'm thinking some of the things you may be looking for if you're, you know, dating or young girls dating is if they don't have a good relationship with their Mm -hmm. own mother or their own siblings that are sisters or when you talk to them, they don't have a good relationship with their children. Mm -hmm. Those can be signs when you talk to them and every other relationship they were in before you, the woman was crazy Mm -hmm. or something was wrong with With her. her. Look, we're just going to be real. Mm -hmm. These are red flags. Clearly everybody you talk to couldn't have been crazy. Mm -hmm. So how do they talk about other women Women. around you? Are they calling them B words? Mm -hmm. Are they calling them heifers out their name? How are they talking about the mother of their children? Mm -hmm. All of those things to me can be signs like if you're saying what am I looking for you know you hey I'm the social worker my doctor's in social work you're not the social worker it's not your job to work on your man you know mm-hmm. he right. needs to come to you right. happy yeah. healthy really? and whole yes you know come see Doc Mel first if you're not happy healthy and whole <laughs> so you can be ready to be a man right. in the relationship right. yes. but uh, many of us get caught up in Oh, that's just a little flaw we see. It's a red flag and it's waving. But, that, oh, oh, I can work that out between him and the baby moms. I can help bring that together. Mm-hmm. I can help him with his kids. I can help. And you start thinking that you can solve a grown man's mm-hmm. problems. That's a very good point because I think for many women, females in general, mm-hmm. we think that we can fix, fix. a man. Yeah. Like he's a project. Oh, that'll change. Once we get married, that'll change. Mm-hmm. No, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Or he's been married a couple of times. Oh, I'm not. I'm nothing like her. So it's going to be different right. with me because right. I'm not like that one or mm-hmm. that one or that one. Mm-hmm. I'm totally different. You know, I'm independent. They all. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you saw them not working and him taking care of them. Though mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm a woman. I work. I go to work. I take care of myself. You know, mm-hmm. so. It's going to be different mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And the narrative. They were too. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You just came in then on the part where he it had down. Mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. took them out of, you mm-hmm. know, so. 
that's well, that's the narrative. They're going to provide. They have a narrative. Every, these men have a script, mm-hmm. and they follow this script. So they've got to be able to explain all the the failed marriages or Mm -hmm. all the failed situations Mm -hmm. or all the mishaps. They've got to be able to explain why am I at this point? So they have a script and they repeat, you know, this narrative. Mm -hmm. But we've got to be able to, you know, peep out those red flags, y'all. Like when things aren't right or feeling right or you sensing something's wrong, then maybe you need to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what was that that phrase where you need to before you, you dig deep before you leap? Deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes we have to dig deep mm-hmm. before we before we leap. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the other thing is, you know, they can't just be talking about it. They have to be, be about, about it. it. Yes. My aunt would say stuff like they need to take it off the page and put it on the stage. In other words, it can't just be talk, conversation. What are they performing in front of you? What is the act? What is the action? What is the magnification and the demonstration? And if you pay attention to those things... Just sit back. Don't be so quick to jump into a relationship Mm -hmm. and see what are the patterns here? Because everyone has a pattern. And another thing I was going to mention is that jealousy thing. Mm -hmm. That jealousy thing. and, and, And for me, for me, when I got with my husband, I was so into how he took care of his kids. Because he was the he provide he took He's care of his father. kids. Mm-hmm. He took one of his daughters from her mom, and he he was raising her. Mm-hmm. But I didn't pay attention to. He always compared, like that jealousy thing. Like, oh, this child can't be better than mine. I gotta make sure that. I do everything to make this child look bad and make mine look. Mm-hmm. So he had that jealousy attribute about him. But I was like, is that really what that is? Mm-hmm. Or is he just trying to be a good father? Now, did you he know? take her from the mother to be spiteful? Or no, was it? the mother okay. actually had did some allegedly burnt her. So he didn't oh, like, go okay. after her okay. like he okay. they awarded. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Custody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 You know, as we close this thing out, uh, Miss Sanjad and Miss Kiva, share some jewels with us that you want someone who may be listening to this this show and and just may be just unsure. You know, there's a level of uncertainty. There may be a fear to break away from a situation. What guidance would you give? Well, I would definitely say um, make your escape silent. Don't voice it. And it it is hard. It's it's gonna it. It starts off hard, but it definitely gets better. And if you find yourself like I was, exp- I was saying earlier about the young lady that I spoke with, there are resources out there that will help you when you find yourself, when you do get away, and you find yourself in a financial bind. 
there are resources out there. The Women's Crisis Center is one that will definitely help you. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the situation and you're trying to get out, that's a resource that you can use. And when they go back through your call log or they go through your search engine, it does not show up as that. Mm -hmm. So they will not know that you're trying to get out, that that's what you're trying to do. And it is scary trying to get out because it's the unknown. You don't know. Okay, but I can make this kind of comfortable, even though it's abuse and it's tearing me up, but I can deal with it. No, you don't have to deal. Mm -hmm. You don't have to deal. You can get out. It's scary. It's crap. Yes, it is. But you can get out. And there are resources. It's not a whole lot, but there are some resources out there that will help you. They will help you. They will actually walk you through mm-hmm. your process. escape. Yeah. Your escape plan. And mm-hmm. I say escape because that's what you're, you're actually doing. doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, the Women's Crisis Center is a really good resource. Really good resource. Like I said, they help this young lady, you know, I'm so grateful that she did reach out to me and call me because she didn't go back. Mm-hmm. They ended up helping her. Oh, thank God. They gave her six. They are paying her, her bills up for six months. So good. To help mm-hmm. her, you know, just get herself established again. And, and hey, mm-hmm. like Your I said. Your story is saving lives. It is saving lives. Yeah. yeah. Miss Kiva. Yes. Reports. You got it. You got it. Come on. Right. Okay. Make reports. Mm-hmm. So it's documentation. Because, you know, even though there's history of my sister's husband's previous abuse to his other partners, mm-hmm. there's nothing on his record. So wow. That's what we're up against. You know, men convince them not to, to report. Charge, to mm-hmm. charge, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if you do go back. Mm-hmm. Make it be on his record. Put yeah. it on his record. Yeah. So when you call him for the 15th time, mm-hmm. he got 15 charges. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. tell him every time you put your hands on me, I'm going to call the law. That's just one other little That's thing. excellent. You know, I learned this. I, I took a self-defense course um, a few years back. And in the course, it was all women. And I remember the instructor saying, you know, kick harder, kick harder. And I was like, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt him. A lot of times women don't have the courage to fight for themselves. But you put your kid in the mix and we go ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to fight for your kids and and thinking that, oh, well, my child needs a, a, a father uh, I want a man in the household, but in those situations, you realize that every, nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. Nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the courage to fight for yourself, put your kid first mm-hmm. and give them a fighting chance. So again, my hat is off to you. I mean, I just—it gives me chills just to to know how many lives you are saving. Mm-hmm. Many, many, mm-hmm. many lives. And I, I will say as I close this thing out that you need to pay attention to the signs. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for something tragic to happen. Right. To happen. Mm-hmm. When you feel like something just is not right. 
It's not. Follow your gut feeling in those situations. Because nine times out of ten, if you're feeling like something's not right with that individual, you're probably on to something. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will say, well, you need to check them out. You know, check who his previous girlfriends or wives were. Get their side of the story. This, that, and the third. I, I, I'm not going to say I support any of that. What I will say is follow your heart. When you know something isn't right or you see the signs that he's becoming controlling, um, I can't have the friends that I can't go out without permission. I can't wear this. He's I Isolating me from my family and my friends. He has a problem with everybody that I like. He's demeaning me. He's telling me things that are putting me down. Those are all signs. You don't need to speak with an ex Mm -hmm. to know how he's treating you. Base it on how is he treating you. And the goal of a relationship is for you to be healthy in that relationship, happy in that relationship. I cannot stress that enough. You, sh- It's not ride or die. Right. And we have this mentality that relationships are just supposed to be so rough. And like at the end of the day, we're going to get a special crown because we stayed. <laughs> because we stayed. Because no, we stayed. you should be happy. Mm-hmm. It should be healthy healthy mm-hmm. and you all should come together and feel whole mutual mm-hmm. respect with mutual respect mm-hmm. not feeling broken okay. not feeling torn down and i hope this podcast helps somebody today yes. because if you are in a crisis right now you need to call the national domestic violence hotline the number is 1-800-799-7233 and get you some help. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody. Talk mm-hmm. to somebody. And I just want to thank you again, Ms. Sunjet. You know, you are my you're my sister at work, sister. Sonia <laughs> Gary, you her sister. She's my sister at work. And I appreciate your sister coming in. And joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having us. And then Miss Kiva for joining us. I I, I tell you, we... Sonia, what do you have to add to this conversation? I must add this. When you say follow the signs, I want to also tell the young ladies, follow your dreams. Mm -hmm. Do not let the domestic violent person Mm -hmm. stop you from being independent, going to school, because that is your escape. When you want to be independent, mm-hmm. they would do all things to cut that off. Mm-hmm. Follow your dreams. My sister was up here a week before all that happened, trying to enroll in school at TSU. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it may have stopped a semester, but it won't stop for the spring. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, she's she's she is she's she's gonna be coming here. We're looking forward to having you, and you are welcome anytime. We want to keep sharing these stories of inspiration. Yes. They're emotional. They are touching. They are heartfelt. But most important, they're real. Mm -hmm. And real people are dealing with these real issues every day, and they need to hear it. We're out of time. Thanks for listening to Actuality Talk with Doc Mel. Is it complicated? Do you have a situation, need encouragement, or looking for inspiration? Then give me a call at 832-780-9166 and ask Doc Mel 
your inner spirit life coach. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, ladies. <laughs>